Here we are with Broken Worlds, The Exalted, Skeleton Keys, Episode 3. It is April 2018. I am Devin the Referee, and to my left we have X playing Y. Nicole playing Tappet Burrell. Kevin playing Poison Orchid. Alright guys, could we recap what happened last session? We went to the Broken Monastery, or whatever it's called, of the Rule. Um, where everything was on fire, and last session we basically just fought a giant minotaur lady rescuing a demon man, and he was like, hey, my armor is alive and also can help you get these guys out of here. We're like, that's weird, but okay. That's basically what happened. Yeah, that's basically it. Alright. So... Where would you want to go after, uh, you're at the Monastery of the Rule where we re left off, but where would you like to be? I would like to have a respite so that I can gain back my stamina. Sure, it's a new session. But where would you like to be? Um, a cafe or whatnot near the entrance of town closest to where we need to go. Sure thing. So, you are at a, uh, a cafe. They exist in this underworld city. Um, it's called As the Crow Flies. And it's one story. It has a lot of outdoor seating with umbrellas and like uh, pagodas, roofs, and um, what do you call it? Parasols? Like the, the large umbrellas they use for cafe tables. Mm -hmm. uh, an eclectic mix of little structures. That is, yeah. Uh, it looks like a family of family, quote unquote, of uh, Dejala ghosts run this place. Dejala's listeners are uh, people in Exalted. It's a type of ethnicity where you're white with black spots. You're a panda person. Also, smaller than regular people. Yeah, you know, slighter. Mm -hmm. Not like hobbity, but just smaller. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pretty much cleared the place out, save for, you know, my gang and... Uh, yes, that has happened. Uh, your, your rather large group has seemed to have taken hold in place. The pitter-patter of the constant unending rain in the city uh, drones on around you. Uh, they're sloshing and splashing as people move through. And, uh, yeah, just the kind of everyday on life of the city. Got a number of my men holding up, you know, parasols above us to cover the map that we're currently going over. And ourselves. Yep, the map is printed on reed paper. Um, the large uh, umbrellas that stick out of the cafe tables have uh, lanterns built into them and smoke comes out of the top of the umbrella. And it gives it a sort of multifaceted chimney look to it. And everyone's kind of just, you know, pushing and shoving each other uh, around just to get a better look at the map and be uh, near the action. So we will be entering with peaceful intentions, but I suppose we should be prepared lest they be unreasonable. Definitely. I don't know anything about this gang, but we may need to just speak to the boss to get the rest of them to actually listen to us. Mm. I say gesturing at your people. <laughs> Some of the ghosts have mahjong out and are playing on other tables. In that case, we should hope to encounter their main encampment rather than their outlying watch areas. Yes. Um, and definitely we should fight to incapacitate if uh, it comes to that, then. Oh, most definitely. If one of them falls, they may be less willing to negotiate. What's the, uh... I guess it's easy with the map to kind of figure out the easiest way there. And probably yeah, the most shaded area. You can definitely suss that out. You had help from Copper uh, Mina earlier. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you know the route to take. I think that's all we need, really. Yeah. 
You gather up and you begin your descent from Ten Gods Mountain on those long, winding, carved stairs to the uh, like to the, to the base of the mountain below. The base of the mountain isn't as trafficked as the city itself. It's much more wild and overgrown with rocks that outcrop into dangerous and inhospitable shapes and configurations. A lot of blind drops, like if you keep walking and aren't paying attention, you'll just dip down in the way the horizon's set up. You won't actually see the drop until it was too late. Uh, looking like, you know, it's a straight line, so if you don't pay attention, you just fall. And there's spikes below that uh, the ground outcroppings split and push out like jagged anglerfish teeth. So you just fall and be impaled. Uh, and always the sound of water and rain. Uh, for the further out you go, the ground becomes less mountainous and more um, soft and muddy, like a, a riverbank that's been flooded and, you know, uh, waterlogged, and all kind of silts and runs its way through the, through the water. The water doesn't run in any one direction. It actually kind of spider patterns and spirals off into many other rivers that are all flowing in and pulling in different ways. You as an abyssal, as a death knight, know that if you stray too far from a shadowland or a city, uh, eventually you reach the labyrinth. Just in any direction? Yeah. If you're, not, if you're, if you're moving away from, a, from an afterlife or a heaven, you'll eventually follow, like the water eventually feeds into, you know, an outcropping or an old, you know, um, like, like not an outcropping, but like an outcropping of like labyrinth architecture or a crevice that it pours into that is just, you know, the, the top of the maze-like structures. All roads lead to the labyrinth if you're not in your civilization where, you know, people live. I guess things get weirder as you go further out, too. Yes, they do. The detail just kind of just drains away from the place. Hmm. Yeah, musing on. Um, how do rests work? You take a rest, and there's like a move for it, and there's like stuff that happens. Do you get your HP back at the beginning of a new session, or no? Uh, you get it back for a rest. Okay. A rest can take a few hours or a few days. Presumably enough time has passed that you're just you're at full health, though. So. Well, do we want to take a rest, then? Yeah, sure. Sure, let me pause. All right, listeners, change of pace. We looked at how rests work, and rests take a day. Nicole rolled minus wounds, got a 10 plus, everything's restored and fine. But then we looked at train, um, and there's a bit of downtime. You know, it can be from hours to days for the players to train. And one of the things you can do while training is level up, and the players have enough XP to do that. So we're going to take this time to do a training move. So that's what we'll do. Okay. So there's a lot of mechanic. There's a few mechanical components of the training, but before we establish the mechanical components of it, we should establish the fiction. You guys are taking some time, maybe a few hours, maybe a day after dealing with the uh, uh, the, the Minotaur and the Shrine of the Rule. You know, maybe a day or two. It doesn't matter. Uh, you guys are either meditating or sparring or increasing your understanding. But what does this training kind of look like? Uh, are you doing it together, individually? I don't know how we would train at the things we're individually good at together. Well, it could just be like spiritual meditation, you know. Maybe purifying Titanic. Purifying your essence, that sort of thing. Mm. Maybe a panoply of things. You know, playing games against each other. Oh, we could go back to doing our, you know, spy thing in the Titanic hmm. and, you know, gathering information and that's how we do it. Kind of a refresher on how we began. All right. So, the two of you have been moving through the ducts and the hidden places of, the, of Titanic. Basically doing a, a laissez-faire game of uh, spying on the people there and trying to tra track each other, I'm assuming, just to keep your wits sharp. Tracking one another, trying to find the best information, trying to find the best thing that we can nick. Okay. Various things. Now, you have your game with you for this, obviously? Like, it's... Yeah, I think I'm directly manipulating them, and uh, you're probably doing your... doing it solo. Yeah. So you can get the most... Evocative. So, the first thing you guys do is mark experience. Okay. 
And then you gain a power die. So we now have two. That's right. Now, if you have XP equal to your level plus three, which would be four, uh, you reduce your XP by your level plus three, which would be four. Uh, so you guys have one XP left over, I'm assuming, just from how that shook out. Mm -hmm. And your level goes up by one. You choose a new move for your character and other things, like we'll check the specifics of leveling. Mm -hmm. But you've quote-unquote leveled. So, um, you know, you guys should go to page 31 for this, because there are four things you can choose. You can choose zero or one of the or one or of the following. Uh, choose another character. That character has a breakthrough in their training or understanding. Choose another character. That character hears an interesting rumor or piece of news. Choose another character. That character either learns a secret or gains a secret of their own to keep. Choose another character. That character learns of an opportunity or power or in, for power influence. So I think how this works is you go down the list and you choose each other mm -hmm. for one or zero of any of those four options. Okay. So yeah, I'll pause while we kind of just talk about this just a little bit and then we'll come back. All right, we're back. I don't remember what we said last time, listeners, but we're taking the train move, which means they leveled up and will pick their moves and whatnot later on, uh, just because, you know, I think Kevin has it, but Nicole doesn't quite yet. Uh, anyway, so each character picks something for another one during this training session if they want. So, Kevin, what did you pick for um, Nicole? Uh, the character learns of an opportunity for power or influence. Okay, we should workshop that. Yes. So in Titanic, uh, during your little training uh, exercises, where would you have? What do you think you might have learned of uh, for an opportunity for power or influence? I assume something that would help the exchange guild, or something that would be able to be blackmailing against people who are trying to be dicks with the exchange guild or sure yeah and specifically like my aunt so if there's people in the exchange guild that i can blackmail to get her back in power more that's also good sure write down uh, that's like a note somewhere like just blackmail fodder for the exchange all right and what did you choose for kevin i chose uh character either learns a secret or gains a secret of their own to keep what sort of secret would you learn or gain? Uh, checking out Titanic with your game. Something about the inner workings of the mountain. People probably talk about spiritual things here. Spiritual matters of the mountain. Like of the city itself? Of the city, yes. Okay, something about the spirituality of the city. Alright, let's write that down. And what we're going to do listeners, is we're going to hold on to those and probably expand on them later. But we have a vague idea, something we can, you know, call back on and talk about if it comes up in the session. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is train, listeners. You mark XP, you do a group activity, you learn a bit, you share a bit, and you're good to go. So now, we should bounce back forward in time to you guys being at the foot of the mountain. I'm just gonna... So, we're back at the base of the mountain. And you know roughly the direction you have to go to track down the Hungry Ronins at their last readout. Mm-hmm. So, you as a gang travel in the rain and make your way towards it. It's a winding, twisting path that is, of course, less commonly traveled. It leads to uh, a few satellite afterlives, but there are better, more efficient routes. Um, which would make it pretty ideal for people to take over an abandoned area. Anything you guys want to talk about on your way? There's various umbrellas and coverings and people using their cloaks as to blot out the rain as you all walk. I was thinking, what to do with the manse if we are able to claim it? A place of such power would make us quite formidable in the city. It would. Presuming we can wrest it from whoever currently is in control of it, mm. assuming there is someone. Do you know much of the, uh, the cult that once took up shop there? They loved money, but threw it away in an attempt to gain more. <laughs> mm. I don't know 
particular details. Yeah, and they were destroyed to the men, from what I understand. Whatever, if there was a thing there they were worshipping, it would likely have wasted away from its lack of worship. This rule. I don't know. I don't know if that's how God's working this setting. <laughs> that, like, gods kind of waste away without worship and whatnot. Like, they just... No. no? Really? Nope. Gods are people, and what their domain is, is a job. Okay. Hmm. I don't know either, then. Hmm. Yeah. If it's still there, um, and not just dead, I assume that we can take it. Um, it supposedly had... Do we know it has time information on us, or like they thought that's what it had? It's not. It's like something they talked about that it had. It wasn't like time manipulation powers isn't what the rule was about. It was flowery wording and rumor about having a hand on the wheel of time and not really elaborated on. Okay. They, they weren't worshiping a time lord or a, or you know time machine. They were worshiping a god who could give them back what who could take their money and give them something. For it that they couldn't get anymore. Hmm. That was the point of the cult. It was a, it was a plutocrat cult. It was something that the powerful worshipped so that they could get you know more recognition and more uh, value for their for their their nature of being wealthy. It wasn't about a god or about time travel. Yeah. And no one was granted that. It would appear not even like a rumor or. Yeah, there's rumors. There's all no. sorts of things. Okay. So hand on the wheel of time could just mean it, they, it stops them from aging. Could mean a lot yeah. of things. I suppose it's something we won't know unless we face it ourselves, should it be there. Exactly. Presumably, if it is still alive, it should actually be weakened. It had an entire wild hunt sent after it. Hmm. True enough. No activity. Yes, yeah, so they're entire place has been burning for so long, so we obviously aren't that powerful. Hmm. I'm thinking on our approach, we kind of would be able to suss out where um, they would set up, like, watch areas and whatnot, just given, like, what would we do if we were here? That's a pretty good idea. Let's, uh, hmm, let me just... You know what? Rule plus mind. Price secrets. Six. Six altogether? I'm looking at what else I have. Plus mind. Seven. There we go. Okay. Uh, so, I have a list of questions for you. It's actually on the sheet for uh, price secrets. So can only one of us do it? Um, yeah, if you want to roll, sure. Ask one. Take one forward when acting on the answer. Same thing. Uh, pick from the list and ask me that question. What here seems false or deceitful? Okay. Several of the trees here that are clustered together, because there's like withered and spooky kind of trees put together, uh, they are actually not growing out of the ground they were transplanted here and like uh, like like welded together with like wooden nails and carpentry mm. cover <clears throat> well you Nicole? i actually get to ask three questions because i got plus 10. Huh. um so i think um you asked what's deceitful yeah um, what could be useful to me? I'm also going to ask what's the safest path forward and I guess what's about to happen. That's an interesting one. 
Okay. Um, the safest path uh, would be to kind of circle around these things blind spots. Uh, what was the other one? What could be useful to you? Yeah. Uh, what would be useful is that you can tell from the way these things are lit and have sort of like weathering on them and kind of you can now that you know how to look you can see kind of lights. You can kind of probably suss out when they have like shift changes or breaks. And what was the other one you had? What's about to happen? Uh, if you all keep on going, you're going to trigger them trying to waylay you. But they don't see you yet. Hmm. What's the problem with being a large group? Hmm. It's harder to sneak around. You can see in the dark, right? No, actually. So you can move around in pitch blackness, but you can't see yeah. in it? Yeah. Interesting. That is interesting. I didn't really get dark vision somehow. <laughs> so I was going to use um, Channel Flame to kind of suck the light from the area. But if you can't see in the dark, then it's kind of... Yeah, I think there's enough darkness here anyhow that I could sneak. It's just... Yeah. But enough that they couldn't see in return. Yeah. Hmm. Alright. So I guess we need to stay out of view, basically. Yep. Which, since you guys pride the secrets of the area, you basically know what you need to do. Hmm. Alright. I guess we will just move forward, trying to avoid patrols. Okay, you guys circle around, because you found the blind spots and stuff. Like you, you got all the information you need to kind of just move around. And you can kind of uh, get your group, you know, on the surprise end of these uh, stakeout trees. Is that what you want to do? Should yeah. we just keep sneaking, or do we actually want to be like take us to your leader? Um, I think if we get deeper in, like deeper into their defenses at a pier, it might throw them off enough that they'll be more willing to cooperate since we infiltrated with a large group. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty big show of power. Got past all their dudes. Might spook them too, though. Hmm. But well, no. they're probably going to be spooked either way because two exalted are heading their way. Well, I mean, like it might spook them into attacking, but either way, we just be like backhand them, and they'll be like, "Oh, never mind, we can't do this." <laughs> yeah, I think that's the best way to do it: get into their main camp without them noticing. As kind of a display of what we can do. Mm. Okay, that works. So yeah, we're just gonna keep uh, sneaking around. You want to confront these guys? Yeah. Get into their camp and shock them there to show that we could just get in, no problem. Alright. Uh, as you continue down and completely avoid the confrontation of the scouts, uh, you eventually find a burned-down monastery. Uh, it was made of stone and has um, spun glass windows that have long since been shattered and cracked. Some of them have like almost spider webs in them that look like they're uh, reflective and polished. Uh, it's a squat building. Looks like uh, it looks kind of like something you'd see in the north, actually. From what you've heard of the architecture there and seen like drawings or depictions of, hmm. uh, it's like something that would be carved into the the mountain work and um, be safe from like you know, avalanches and heavy snowfall. And it looks naked and bare and soaked in water out here. And uh, usually these have like you know larger basement areas. With like air vents and flutes that carved into the nearby mountain would be a part of to let people breathe in case an avalanche pushed through. Uh, yeah, you see lights, uh, campfires, torches, um, wall sconces. They're guttering out and they don't seem. There seems to be a lot more places to illuminate that don't have illumination, like they don't have you know, supplies. Um, but yeah, this place would be actually pretty hard for you guys to find if you didn't know where to look. Okay. Well, how shall we approach this then? We could just walk up and knock, or walk up and just go in. I don't know. Hmm. Since this is like a a shrine, you mentioned, or a, there's probably like high windows, right? Yes. Could you get up high, uh, take a look inside? Definitely. Make sure it's not trapped. 
I will do so. Alright, so you're going to go head on top of the monastery? Yep. Sure. When you get to the top, um, with your preternatural stealth, mm -hmm. uh, you can see that the roof has fallen off and it's basically been shored up and carved and crenellated. <laughs> Uh, and looks like like patchwork boards and uh, canvas. Looks like from sails almost have been spread across to make a new sort of roof with like a kind of uh, waist high wall around it. It almost looks castle like by accident. <laughs> and yeah, um, just kind of on a sort of like hammock like uh, setup in the wall here is a ghost scout. He's lying in the hammock. He has a. Um, Series of texts in his hand, and he's just kind of idly daydreaming slash dozing. This one daydreaming here? Like on the roof. Oh, okay. I thought you meant in the building. I was like, what? Why is there only one dude? No, on the roof that I just described to you. Okay. I don't want to really attack him. He's just reading? Yeah. I'm just going to go around him. Sure. Yeah. Just. Trying to look inside, see how many people are there, what have you. Uh, the inside of the monastery, it's a, you know, like I said, it's a squat, fairly severe building. Um, the inside looks like it has maybe five, six hundred people. Uh, it looks like there are stairs leading down deeper into it that probably head underground. There. Uh, the inside of this monastery, uh, it looks like the, the shelving and the walls have been refit to be like a burial chamber. So, like, a place where you'd, like, you know, put bodies and, and rat that are wrapped up and then the cold would just take care of them. So it's kind of like a Draugr burrow in uh, Skyrim, but That's this is at the top side. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of guttering lights in here. Does it look like there's anything in them? The lights? The doors? No. <laughs> Uh, there doesn't look to be any like kind of traps or ambushes being planned. No, it's just people milling about. Yeah, all right. Well, we can just go inside. Um, the boss may not be in here. He's probably deeper in or what have you. Yeah. But I don't think we can sneak past them to the entrance to the little tunnel that's inside their place. Mm -hmm. Maybe not. Yeah. Um, Yeah, if it was just like me or just like a couple people, maybe, but it's like a, it's a it's a group, so that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. um, we're like at their entrance now, so I guess we'll just enter. Yeah. You just walk into the monastery. Yeah, scouts are gonna see you uh, beforehand. Yeah. All right. Uh, as you approach, you hear a horn blow. And uh, someone moves on the roof and uh, eventually takes out a longbow and some other people kind of file out with like clubs and uh, uh, actually yeah, clubs and truncheons and some of them have like chopping swords and maybe five, six people file out. A few of them have bows too. And uh, yeah, they look like ragged ghosts. A lot of them have death wounds on them. A lot of them have death wounds on them. Uh, some of them are wearing broken armor that's long since been, like, it, it was, um, grave good armor and they just don't have the material to upkeep it, so it's become shredded. Uh, a lot of them are, have, like, cloth kind of, um, bandages that they've stuffed into wounds and then wrapped up again. Uh, they look like a ragged band of mercenaries that have just run out of equipment. Uh, a lot of them look like they come from the north, some of them look like they come from the south, uh, it's a kind of a mixed group. You can tell there's two different groups of people in the mercenary band. Hmm. And yeah, they file out. Yeah. Five, six plus of them. Does one of them look like a leader or a... Uh, or more in charge than the others? Yeah, one of them does. Um, and there's a, a southern woman. Uh, she's wearing kind of shredded, uh, like a shredded battle dress almost. Some sort of religious garment. She has a longbow that has two arrows notched on it, and the arrows look like um, uh, like wasp stingers. Okay. Uh, Orchid points like a bony finger in her direction. You. Might I inquire as to the whereabouts of your leader? Who's asking? I am Poison Orchid. 
who grows from salted earth, and I have a proposition for him. One that you will find much to your benefit. She kind of laughs, some of the other guys make a nervous chuckle, and realize the house is to delivery this far out. Is the boss the only person you're propositioning? And they all start jeering at you. <laughs> it's a it's a nervous chuckle, but the jury's kind of getting their spirits up because a bunch of weirdos just showed up outside their doors. So you're like, no, nah, we could deal with this. <laughs> We're not out of our depth. <laughs> um, Rain beats down, kind of slipping over like their unhatted heads and stuff, covering, concealing the ghost sweat they're giving off. Okay, Orchid starts laughing and kind of gestures at his own group and uh, starts, you know, between drinks, he's kind of sipping from that urn of his and there's bone cracking as his jaw starts to extend into a, like this weird, horrible snout. Oh, God. And, you know, his back starts to hunch, claws get bigger. You're doing the Bloodborne thing. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, but really, I have a proposition for your leader, and I would appreciate it if you brought him out. Everyone chills out. <laughs> They're like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> a lot of them visibly, like, you see, like, blue veins running through their body. Like, their their icker runs cold. Like, <laughs> oh, no. Does your cast mark show? Yeah, he's also twice as big now. All right, so you just got twice as big, and you have a bleeding abyssal cast mark on your head. <laughs> Shit. Everybody chills out, and they also recognize that you're alive at this point and have dragon blooded aspect markings. I'm like, oh no, we're completely over our head. <laughs> uh, you know what? You know what? I think that's a, I think that's a move. That was super fun of you to do. I think that might be Bend Will. That Probably. is most likely it. <laughs> Plus heat. Alright. <laughs> I'm going to use a power die for this, because why not? So your anima banner is going and stuff. Yep. You know that your anima banner, if it gets iconic enough, causes people, living people to pull out their own eyes or tongues in, like, reverence? Oh my god. That's fantastic. <laughs> I forgot about uh, Abyssals? <laughs> I forgot about anima banners. <laughs> These guys hurt people. Uh, I don't think that's quite the case anymore. Also, this is another make an example to my gang. Ah, uh, yeah, that's better. Okay, so that's two sixes, oh, uh, which gives me um, a plus two, to, which brings my boss to plus three. It's perfect. Uh, your audience is impressed and will do as you want on only a promise of your leverage. <laughs> you know, the leverage of this is going to be... A terrible day for you. So everybody backs off. Everybody stops uh, hedging, st stops fucking pushing their luck. <laughs> okay, wait. It's fine. Everything's. Why don't we? We can talk about this. Just, 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 just stay there. I'll, I'll go get Jiro. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. And like, people go inside. Not all of them, but some of them go inside. You're out of your gang. It's like hooting and hollering and laughing. <laughs> They're like, some of them are cackling with that, that dark, malicious laugh. <laughs> this was the perfect thing to take. It's amazing. With one move. You've made everything so much scarier for people. <laughs> a lot of your gang members are singing a maudlin song about people being eaten by a wolf. <laughs> it has to do a lot with death and children. A lot of children. In my head, I'm like, if you go into the woods. Oh, but that's the Teddy Bear Picnic song. I always think it's a creepy song about a werewolf when I start hearing it. It's like. If you go into the woods again, you'll get a big surprise. Like, you'll get oh no! Oh <laughs> I was like, oh, it's just four teddy bears. Okay, maybe like half an hour goes by. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, those people come back, and uh, there there is a few other folk with them. One of them looks like a Sienese, um exorcist, actually. Sien uh, is a city. It's a city of the dead. They actually deal with like all f- sorts of cultural burial stuff. Um, it's like they're dressed in a lot of white and a lot of cloth and have like bits of like weird metal plates hanging on chains uh, moving into the silk and like have a veil with like an eye on it. Almost Sheikah style. Yeah. Uh, they come out and a mercenary comes out. He's maybe, I don't know, a head or two taller than uh, most people here. Um, he's wearing, uh, articulated kind of, uh, that same kind of lamellar armor that's popular in, uh, like, the East and the, the Threshold. Um, and has, a, an actual katana and a, a pole arm on his back, and, uh, he, he comes out, you know, he looks maybe late 40s, beard, eye patch. Um... Oh no. <laughs> That's a valid response. Well, he, he looked like a monster from Bloodborne. We've got sister. <laughs> the cleric beast. The cler- you look like a cleric beast. No one wants to see that. <laughs> Hello, strangers. I'm here. Good. Come. We should talk. Alright, he, uh, he comes on down with that, C- with that CN exorcist and uh, the lieutenant that went and got him. <laughs> What's this guy's name again? Fat Jiro. That's such a bad name. Well, it's not poison orchard that that grows in blasphemous ground or whatever, all right? <laughs> That's a better name. <laughs> so he approaches with his entourage of two people. With trepidation. <laughs> Do you want this or shall I? We have a way to get you out of here. In one piece. <laughs> you look really worried there for a minute. It's like, no, we're not just gonna kill you. <laughs> okay. A spirit who we have communed with has the ability to return you to the land you came from. In exchange for this merciful act, you will leave all the goods you have stolen behind and leave with your lives and the clothes on your back. Sure. Easy as that. Yep. Should we go now? I believe so. Gather your people. Okay. I'm also picturing them like putting on like 50 pairs of like, they're going with like 50 shirts well, on. This, so is, they can, it's like, this <laughs> is Fallout. He has like eight suits of power armor in his inventory. Yeah, or... it's, like, it's like you said we could leave with the clothes on our backs. You didn't say we couldn't wear more than one clothes. I just imagine them like Grouping together like uh, like like professional cheerleaders, like in a pyramid, and like them strapping all their gear to their collective backs and walking <laughs> as one giant person. Right. Uh, but yeah, all right. They start calling people up, and like there's like no, fifty people that just they leave, and they they set like signal fires in the rain, uh, <clears throat> and you know another ten show up. Oh, shit. What? Uh, I literally don't heal, period, uh, unless I do, I consume yeah. ghosts. Yeah. Even out of it. That's cool. Yeah. You're a monster. It's bad. Eating now ghosts. you're one of the bad things in the city. Yeah, there's bad ghosts out there. There's plenty <laughs> of things for me to eat. There's plenty of specters out there. 
There's also just hungry ghosts that are mindless. Mm. Yeah, those are infinite. It's all good. Well, uh, yeah, the underworld is full of infinite amounts of hateful things. It's just gonna be horrifying when I eat them. So yeah, you got like 60 mercenaries with you. Alright. I'm going to do a bit of scouting. I will keep an eye on things. Are you scouting the base? Yeah. You are... You know what? I'm going to make you do a... I'm going to jump right to the move, because I know what this is. Prize Secrets. Okay. Plus mine. But I can only ask those questions? Yeah. Or failed. Oof. You can ask a question anyway, but the question may, may or may not be truthful. You have to ask questions from the list. Uh, what here seems false or deceitful? Everything seems like it's in order, though the one thing that does stand out to you when you get to the room where they hold their stuff is that there's not a lot of stuff here. It looks like they weren't very good at looting. Is it just a room? Yeah, it's like a room that has stuff in it, like crates and casks and, like, boxes from stuff they've, you know, banded Weapons, armor, that sort of thing. It could just not be good at looting. Might be a secret door in here, though. My first guess would be there's a secret door in here, then. Okay. Can I check to see if there is? Uh, how would you look around for it? Look around the wall. Like, is it literally just walls, or this is like a burial chamber? Okay, I'll pull it's a room where they stored their stuff. It wasn't like a treasure room in this monastery. I'll pull on any torches. I'll see if there's paneling on the floor and see if there's like a loose one or whatever. One of the burial chambers, the floor is out. Like, it's like a dead drop down, and there's uh, caverns underneath that look a little wet and dark and slippery and facey. Is that the labyrinth? Is what you're talking it, about? It looks awfully similar to that place you got oh, stuck in. Oh no! And like when you get like your your ear or your eyes or your head close to like the entrance, kind of like you know peer in with light, you hear something moving down there. Is there a lid? No. I'm gonna put like a box on top of it. It's a big hole. It takes up the whole floor. The floor gave out. The entire floor of the room I'm in. No. Yes. Like before you got here. Okay. So a lot of it probably tumbled down into the labyrinth. Okay. When you said a burial, I thought you meant one of those drawers. No. Things. So, okay. It's a burial chamber, and the floor is gone, and it leads into a scary place. I'm going to back out of here. All right. Cool. I'm gonna go back to this guy. All right. Have you found anything? They have a hole in their floor that leads directly into the labyrinth. Also, a lot of their treasure probably fell inside. How unfortunate for us. And for the guilds back home. Well, we will be certain they get most of it back. Okay. As in, we're probably going to portion what we, what remains and give, you know, a portion of it back. Back to who, though? The guilds back home. The people oh, who are lost. Oh, okay. I thought, you meant, I thought you meant these guys. The I'm victims. like, no, we're, no. They're gonna be back down. Mm, right. We wanted. She wanted her motorcycles back. Bicycles. They're, they're, for their mono monopedes. Mm, did you see anything of the sort down there? Um. No. What's his name? Gyro. Fat Gyro. Gonna look at him. Uh. Yes. Where'd you put the monopedes? Or what? the pieces for the monopedes? I don't know that word. Is bicycle a real word? Monopede is the word for bicycle. And he doesn't know it? Yeah. Well, if he's from the West, he probably wouldn't actually, because who's going to bike on water? He's from the North and... South. South. Sand and snow, so... They're... Machines that you ride on. I don't... Apparently you looted... Or you, uh... Ended it? What's the word for that? Stole. 
Yeah. Uh, what's the uh, symbol for that company? Have it on hand. Okay, well, sh let's show them the symbol. Yeah. Oh, you mean the, uh, the, the like the spears and the tubes? Yes. Yeah, we've got a bunch of metal-shaped spears and tubes in a box. They weren't sharp or anything. They were hollow. Some of them were all shaped different, like they might have been music instruments, I think. Uh, we kept them in a crate. And uh, then we had to feed it to the floor. Feed it to the floor. It's uh, it's a hungry thing. Yeah, there was something moving down there. We have to give it a we had to give it a portion of our loot. Irritating. Can I see if he's lying? No, he's telling you the truth. Okay. Is this something we want to deal with now, or after we've delivered them to wherever? We do want them to get out of here. Um, presumably, if it's hungry, though, then it's going to be looking for other sources of sustenance. I mean, we just fed it. How often do you feed it? Every couple of days. That will be plenty of time, I think. I believe so. All right. Let's move out of here. They weren't going to tell you because you're like, we're going to take your loot. And it's like, okay. <laughs> you could have all our loot. <laughs> feed them to the floor. <laughs> I mean, they do. They feed their, their people to the floor whenever they don't get enough loot. Because uh, it demands tithing. Just imagine he's like a fucking ghost down there. Just like, whoa. <laughs> he's wearing a sheet. I demand a sandwich. <laughs> Like, like he's a dead guy wearing a sheet over his head. That's literally it. Just covering gauze. <laughs> Not even like the stuff ghosts are made of, but actual like like hospital mummy gauze. Yes. So yeah, I guess we just uh, march them back to town. To town? Or we should probably meet them. Meet uh, what's his face somewhere? Absolute bastard. absolute bastard somewhere out of town instead of marching these you people. Send these people. word to absolute bastard. Yes. Few hours go by, and um, and you hear a, a kind of bell ring, mm -hmm. and uh, down over the road on a monopede, this absolute bastard. I guess some of the shipment made it here. Yeah, it's a store that sells it. Hmm. He gets off and puts the kickstand on. Takes the diaclave off the little side bit he kind of welded onto the uh, the bike that has a side holder. Is this uh, is this them? These are the ones. All right, I'll uh, I'll lead them out. That would be appreciated. And all debts fulfilled. The circle is complete. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. This way, come on. Let's get you guys out of here before you piss your pants. <clears throat> I guess I shrunk down at this point. Oh no, it doesn't stop no. till you take a rest. Oh no. You're just a monster till you get a few hours or days of rest. Excellent. <laughs> yes. I like this power. <laughs> yeah, you uncorked the cleric beast thing. <laughs> that, that don't just go away. Um, you know what? Yeah, it's a pretty stable resolution to the problem. Absolute Bastard will lead them through the secret uh, cracks uh, that they found in the underworld back to Stygia. Perfect. Where the, where, where the hungry Ronins shall no longer trouble you. Leaving us with two mysteries. The yeah, crack in the oh, floor and the monastery. To, oh. Sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you. I forgot I wanted to be like, if these guys are going to actually resume trading... Be like, favor the exchange consulate or whatever. But I don't know if they can even get back here or would want to, so. The, oh, the, plus they've been looting people. These people don't want them back. Fuck these guys. Get out of here. Get the fuck out. <laughs> it's like, it's you like. Walk in, it's like, you know what? We should create some. Wait a minute. You've been stealing from my people. And you start kicking them. Well, not even that. But like, it's like, they're not going to want to trade with these people anymore. So, like, they, they kind of burned that bridge. Yeah. They probably left without their pay, too. So, it's all good. 
Uh, yeah, you soundly deal with the hungry Ronin. They no longer molest uh, Ten Gods Mountains or their traders. Excellent. They're just fucking gone. They, they <laughs> are gone. You went out and found a person to deal with it. You saved them. You subverted all of these peoples like like they were going to fight you and there's going to be volleys of arrows and battle group. No. <laughs> no, we're good. It's fine. It turned into a blood Dark Souls monster and they, they were like, we're good. Something that would literally eat them. <laughs> yep, they don't need that. So, yeah. You are outside of the monastery. Um, as the rain pours on down... Uh, I don't know. Victorious? Yeah. yeah. Pretty victorious, actually. Solve this problem. You did. I'm going to pause. All right. It's that time again, listeners. We're at the end of a session. So, first things first, you discard your power dice. And you... I discard my break dice. And you get to mark experience. Hmm. You get an XP, one XP right now, automatically. So we have two. Yep. So, let's go down the questions. Did you fail in some regard? Uh, not unless me failing that roll actually means we missed out on something good. No, but you did fail to recover the monopede parts. Yeah, we did. Oh, yeah. We Though, did. they still are possibly recoverable. Hmm. It's not like we're giving up on it or anything like that, so... That's dicey. It's specifically in a place I don't want to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? If if you not wanting to go means you hard no to uh, the rescue mission for them, that would probably be the failure right there. Mm. So, I'm not willing to go in there to solve some person's murder. I don't think I'm going to go in there for some bike parts. Fair. Sure <laughs> next, if next session rolls around, do you think you're going to go down at all? No. This dude can, but I'm not going to. Unless we can get Kevin to say no, I'm afraid you did not fail this session. <coughs> mm -hmm. Alright, did you expose yourself to danger, cost, or retribution through your actions? What happened this session? Nothing? Oh, he threatened those bandits and that could have gone badly. Um, snuck into camp, which could have gotten a shot. You also uh, now have a timer on the thing in the floor in the labyrinth and nothing is managing that. Mm. So I would say yes for that, Mark XP. Okay. okay. Did we progress our story in a meaningful way? Yes. yes. All right, so there you go. So you got three all together from this. We're back up at four. Four, and now oh, you're one away from another level. Hmm. Nice. nice. Which, if you train next session, you just level up. Hmm. Fun so nice. It's easy in the early game. <laughs> all right, so... Uh, that's the end of session move, and I guess we'll leave you kind of outside the monastery because there's a bit of a time factor, and we'll figure out kind of where you'll go from there. Yeah. So, I was Devin. Nicole. Kevin. And this is sponsored by Nobody, signing off. <laughs>